feeling, Dr. K? I am well. How are you, ma'am? Good. I just asked that. <laughs> It's been a long week. I can imagine. I can imagine the weather and stuff. I can just, just imagine. I feel like it's frozen my brain. I think it's frozen a lot of things and a lot of people. <laughs> it really has. Okay, what are we okay. talking about today? Well, no, one of the topics that seems to keep coming up, and we have a lot of patients coming in, not just here, but also in Texas, is that patients go in, get an implant, or get breast augmentation implants, or revision, like a lift, and the lift doesn't hold. And sometimes that happens in the setting of patients who've had massive weight loss. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens in patients who've gone through several revisions. And sometimes that happens in some patients who are just really thin with very, very soft tissue. And what we're learning is that the implant, I mean, this is not rocket science, but the implant has weight. But we're under the impression that the tissue, when you put in this weight, will hold. And we're learning in a lot of different circumstances, this is not working. How much so, does, do the implants weigh? You know, if you think about it, basically think about every one cc being one gram. So okay. 600 cc's, 600 grams, that's a pound and a half to close to two pounds. It's oh, okay. Now imagine that sitting behind breast tissue. If it's sitting behind the muscle up here, great. Uh -huh. But breasts naturally drop into the pocket and all of a sudden they're going breast implant against skin. Ooh. So breast implant wins. Yeah, a little and, bit. And some patients really get what's called bottoming out where you'll see the implants look great for six months to a year and then they start tilting where it's bottoming out and the nipple areolar complex starts to shift and look to the sky. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, yeah, exactly. You see it. And it's really interesting because they look great for six months. They look great for a year. And then suddenly, like this. Another thing that happens is sometimes they look great and then they get pregnant. So the estrogen softens the oh. tissue and weakens it. Okay. Like that. I Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad if it's like this. It's like this. That's bad. That's you know, really... when, like chameleon eyes are looking at different directions. Right, right. That's really bad. So what you really want is like that symmetrical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So symmetry is actually a good thing, but I mean, it becomes unpredictable. Yeah. And then one of th another person, another grouping of people that we notice is the post gastrics or the post massive weight loss. Yes. The skin is so frail uh -huh. that even though it looks great, it's an it's a guarantee. It's a question of how long. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. What's making their skin so frail? Just because of the fact that once you've had, you've been bigger, uh -huh. the skin has stretched. Once you've actually, and I mean, there have been studies done that actually the ligamentous structures in the deep fat compartment literally stretch. Oh. And once you lose the mass, whether they become kind of wiggly and basically... Okay. Weak. I'm like feeling my own skin because I've had weight loss surgery. Exactly. Like, exactly. And it, you actually feel weak? the turgor. It just feels softer. And it's great if, in fact, you don't have an implant in. Uh -huh. But if you're having, you really want the tissue to be supportive to go head to head with an implant, it doesn't hold. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of this. And in fact, one of the topics that we had in October at the Plastic Surgery Society meeting was internal support. Right. And everybody was talking about internal support. And there's so many new companies coming in because that's the new thing. Instead of just putting implants, it would be one of the putting implants, make sure they stay exactly where you put them in mm -hmm. for life. 
So basically, it's like a permanent internal bra. So it doesn't matter if you're 20, 40, or 60. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if, in fact, you have weak skin or if, in fact, you're post-gastric or post-massive whatever, because these hammocks, these internal bras are sutured to your ribs. So what Ooh. happened is, basically, they're not going to go anywhere. Uh-huh. There's, no, there's no pressure to stretch the skin. They never touch skin. That's interesting. It's really neat. So I, when I think about this, I think about something being sutured to my ribs, it sounds like pokey. It's actually not because it, the, the, the tissue itself, the substitute, is a lot of times biologic. So it's oh. very soft. Okay. And then it sutures, so it tends to sit there next to your ribs. Uh-huh. And then basically it just kind of sits there. And the implant sits there in like a hammock. It doesn't really pull. It doesn't really give. But... By the same token, the implant now doesn't push against the skin and doesn't keep stretching the skin because mm-hmm. the muscle is here, the internal bra is here, the implant is behind the two of them, skin's out here. Ooh. So the skin doesn't stretch. In fact, the skin actually shrinks, looks younger and perkier around the implant. Nice. Okay. Now, before I actually saw this in person, I had no idea what it actually looked like. So when I heard internal bra, I'm thinking like, a like a bra yeah, you think like inside, a like a sterile yeah. Victoria's Secret. Yeah, I'm like no. thinking like all lacy and like. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting to like actually see it in person finally, and it it really does just look like like mesh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And again, you brought up a good point. Is these are not artificial. So what happens is in time they've all been you know, designed to slowly get replaced by human tissue inside. Mm -hmm. And when they get replaced, you can't tell the difference. I mean, I've literally taken pieces of these internal bras trying to fool pathology. I've sent it downstairs and pathology's like, what's the big deal with this piece of tissue? I go, I'm just wondering, what do you see? I go, normal tissue. So so they yeah, microscopically after six months, they can't tell the difference between that and regular human tissue. That is nuts. Yeah. So, and we've done this several times. Again, we've done it with the intent of playing a joke, except uh-huh. the joke's on us because nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we just get a bill <laughs> from pathology. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Foiled again. So what what has caused this like surge in popularity of internal bras? Well, I mean, it's it's actually very interesting. I think people first the internet, people see something, are educated, and want. Mm-hmm. That's natural. Second is people really, really don't want to keep having operations. Operations are getting more and more and more expensive, and they're getting harder and harder and harder to do. Mm-hmm. So if, in fact, you can plan better, and you don't have to go through a surgery and a revision and another revision, and, oh, I know this person who went to that doctor over this town versus that town. I mean, I get inundated with calls from other cities. I found you in a chat group on this. Can I come to the city? I go, there's got to be guys in your city that do this. Why do you want to come all the way to us? Yeah. You know, either here, we had a, I think you, one of the ones you saw, the lady came from Beverly Hills. Her concept was in Beverly Hills. And then she came to us. I'm like, how in God's name did you find us? Well, I saw you or some sort of a mimosa uh, mommy chats page or something and i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about but she goes yeah so they were talking about something you used to do and you do it that's why i came just to meet you and when you said it it made sense 
Now, fast forward, she's six months out. She goes, I'm so glad I did this because when I went to my doctor in Beverly Hills, he completely went, no, no, let's just put in a bigger implant. He goes, I'm already so stretched out. Uh-huh. There you go. So it actually worked out for her. And I'm glad. I'm very flattered. But again, you would think that there'd be other people willing to try certain things. Mm-hmm. And again, the reasoning being is a lot of people don't want to do it as the surgery side because it is a hassle. It is a harder surgery. Okay. It is time consuming. Why spend six hours on a case when you can do four breast augmentation, make twice the money and kind of move on? Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, sometimes it is good to be able to give them something that fixes the problem finally. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, one thing I've been seeing also lately is um, doing like under the fascia and using like a little fascia flap to that's actually, that's actually do the same true. concept. One of the things that came across traditionally breast augmentation was either you went above the muscle uh-huh. or you went behind the muscle. Okay. And then what we found out by going above the muscle it looks a little bit more natural. It looks a little bit more cleavage. So women, especially... They like that cleavage. Exactly. So they want that. <laughs> but the problem is by going above the muscle, you tend to have the implant close to breast tissue. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times that would invoke a reaction, inflammatory response. And then capsular contraction, headaches, like other stuff. Which we have about. another episode exactly. on. Exactly. But so if you have the fat layer right below the fat layer above the muscle is the fascia Uh that tends to isolate the tissue away from the fatty tissue and the breast tissue Mm -hmm. but away from the muscle it's the fascial layer yeah so what happens is instead of just putting it where the breast tissue is they're coming away from the breast tissue going underneath the fascia but still not behind the muscle Okay. So it's a cleaner layer, so it's not in contact with breast tissue. So a lot of people have actually started doing that with good success. Nice. And it's, ironically, it's something that's been done years ago, but it was abandoned because it was always two choices, either above the muscle or behind the muscle. Mm. So this is technically above the muscle, okay. but it doesn't have the complications of a routine subglandular you know. Yeah, it's actually very neat. That's really cool. I was watching one case where they kind of used a little bit of the fascia mm-hmm. itself to kind of recreate, like a, almost like that internal bra structure. Sure. So, <laughs> what you're talking about is, and then sometimes we actually can do that. It's called the capsulography. Okay. Okay. Latin for taking a piece of the capsule or taking a piece of the shell or taking a piece of the fascia and rotating it down and instead of putting a new piece or artificial piece in there as an internal bra you kind of scoot it over and then this piece sits there uh-huh. sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't okay it, the problem sometimes is the capsule is really thin mm. so it's a short-lived answer gotcha. they look great for six months great for 10 months great for a year and then it gives away again. Mm-hmm. is there something maybe that makes it so that you're a surgeon would be unable to do that? Definitely, because the most common reason is some people come in and they want to actually get bigger implants, but they want to actually let that act as an internal bra. Mm. Well, the shell is confined by a smaller implant. Mm. You put a bigger implant, the shell can't reach. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay. So then you would need to switch to an inter like an artificial internal bra. Again, there's a lot of different options. I wish it was yeah. the situation one. Especially after the meeting in October, yeah. there's at least five or six different groups. Okay. So and they're all pushing hard to gain market share. So mm -hmm. it's not one group. So and two, by group you mean maybe different products. Okay. okay. Yes. yes, different products. And each each of the bigger juggernaut pharma groups has bought one of these smaller companies and is gotcha. just jumping into the space uh -huh. with the hopes of gaining market share. I see. So I feel like one name I see a lot on social media, particularly, is Galaflex. Correct. Okay. So that's kind of like the Botox, the, the Kleenex, um, I feel like. Actually, the, the group that was the harbinger of all of this uh -huh. was LifeCell. And LifeCell had two products. Alloderm, which okay. we would use for all breast reconstruction in the country. Uh -huh. And then Stratus, okay. which is a porcine version. Where Pig derived. Gotcha. I was like, poor scene. The idea was it, we used it in breast reconstruction. Mm -hmm. FDA went back and made it an issue and said, there's no study that absolutely tells you that you can use this. We can't tell you you can't use it. And we've used it in more than 100,000 patients. But the fact is, FDA on secondary review said, well, I can't tell you you can use this, but I can't tell you you can't. <laughs> so all of a sudden, that number one group is in limbo. Oh man. You know, but the same thing with Dorazorb, same thing with Galaflix. None of them can be FDA, they're not FDA approved as that. Okay. But what they are is, you know, off-label use for a possible internal broad. Yes, you can. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So data isn't there, at least for Galaflex, Dorazorb, and some of these other ones uh -huh. to really say, oh, they're good to go. But, you know, anecdotally, mm -hmm. there's absolutely everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, there's been a, definitely a handful of people who have used it for several years with great results. Mm -hmm. So based on that, it looks like it's very promising. But is it absolute? No. Mm -hmm. Has FDA approved? No. You know what I mean? So it's a situation yeah. where a lot of this is would be considered off-label use, but it works. Mm -hmm. So okay. until the FDA says thumbs up, we have to say, oh, this cannot be told, but it's an off-label use of a product that still has great results. Gotcha. Now, I know before when we talked about it back in October, you were mentioning that one of the reasons people are doing it more and more is it's the cost of it is coming down. Whereas yes. it was going, it was used more in reconstruction. Yes. And now it's being, you know. Exactly. I mean, main thing was, if you think about it, when you do a mastectomy, you take the breast tissue out. Mm -hmm. There's really no breast tissue left. So it's just nothing, skin, nipple areola complex. Well, mm -hmm. you can't really do much with that. So a lot of those patients, we started putting the implants behind the muscle. Uh -huh. Well, if it's behind the muscle and the tissue is still so frail, it looks like an orange thing that doesn't really look good. So hence the reason why they came up with the idea of putting it behind the muscle and doing an internal support where it really sits there mm -hmm. like a basket. And then the skin just gently drapes over with no tension, no stress, no pull or push. And then that looks so much more natural. So it really is an import from breast reconstruction. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is there anything coming out, upcoming with, with internal bras? 
Um, I think you're going to start getting the bells and whistles. Ooh. You know, like certain. little sparklies and tassels. Oh. and. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. Nope. Uh, no, but I think it's a situation like with Aladurum and Stratus. They came in. Then we found out there's issues with them having fluid collisions. So then they came in with the ones that have holes in them. Uh-huh. Okay, then they came with the different shapes because this one has like a knot so you can put a suture through it so it'd be easier instead of trying to finish. Oh, so with, bells and whistles for you guys. Bells and whistles for us, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no tassels, lady. God, I can't take you anywhere. I, mean, I want to know that they're like pink or something. <laughs> Just shoot me. Uh, okay, okay, no, no, for us. <laughs> You see, final product. You should be happy. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right. So to make it better mm-hmm. and longer lasting and easy. easier to manipulate, easier, more malleable for us, easier to put in, easier to put in the tissue, less problematic so they don't come out of surgery and you can feel edges. Oh, you know, because okay. The, because initially they're bulky, so you can mm-hmm. feel edges or anchors. Interesting. And they'll be like, what's this? What's this? And they'll feel it. Even though it looks great, they'll... Like, it, it, not only that, the bra sits on the base against an anchor and it hurts. Ooh, oh. So what happens is they have to smooth that out so the anchor is not okay. there anymore. Stuff like that. Gotcha. But I mean, it's a situation where, you know, and, and its problem is, and it's a bit sexist, and you're going to immediately, a significant number of the recon surgeons are male. Of course. Significant number of recon patients are female. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the answer to a female Issue is get over it. They don't, they don't listen to it. This <laughs> and that. And me females are like, yeah, you wear a bra and see how this feels. Right. You know, so it's better. Now the shift is coming along. The significant new number of recon people are female. Uh-huh. And then we're starting to, to be a lot more understanding, listening, you know, treating, responding, etc. Gotcha. Because if it hurts, you know, they're not going to ask for it. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. Okay. So... By making it easier and better for you guys to, to put in, that's making it more accessible and maybe you guys are going to be more willing to put it in for people asking for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because of the fact that it's not only easier, and also the thing that you mentioned to start it up, it's actually becoming less costly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. K. appreciate it. You too. Come back again. <laughs> Miss you. Tassels, really? Yes. Oh, come on. Hey, you know you'd like it. (laughs) That was a good one. Castle.